Hello, world of the internet, and welcome to another episode of Simoner's Pro Wrestling Show with a cold open, because the way I figure it, if Chris Jericho can do it with stakes, why can't I do it with my own stuff? So basically, you're going to get a proper opening where I do talk about this again, so you have to forgive me for that, but I thought some people will like it when you do this. It captures people's attention, so I just thought I would do it this way. So basically, as I'm sure you know, all this, uh, my podcast, my YouTube channel, everything like that, my personal content is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon. 316 and I've got a few ideas uh, that I hope will expand the podcast, make it bigger, uh, make it more interactive and make it more fun and try and grow it as much as possible. Uh, but to do that, I need to see what the Patreon can get to first. So it's just a cheap plug. That's all it is. Much like when, again, when Chris Jericho's like, uh, I want to talk to you about that. But firstly, let me tell you about, and then he talks about you know, literally me and things like that. But yeah, if you could head, head over to patreon.com forward to Simon316. Just have a look. If there's anything out there that you like, you can get like I said, t-shirts, postcards, personalized messages. Uh, you can come on the podcast. But more importantly, even if you could just throw $1 in, uh, you'd be amazed how much it helps. And hopefully I can instigate these new ideas as, as we go for, uh, forward. Again, it's patreon.com forward to Simon316. I'm not kidding. Even $1 makes the world a difference. Enjoy the show. Thank you to everyone that supports already and everyone that just says nice words and support me in all guises. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's that. Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Light and this is a pro wrestling show. Now, I'm sick. Uh, I was sick in the episode we did the other day and I said this on there. I'll say it again now. I don't like listening to podcasts when people are sick because people snivel and they make horrible noises. So I apologize, but I want to carry on regardless. So you'll just have to forgive me. I've given you a warning now so you can just vanish should you so wish. Uh, quick shout as well to everybody that joined the Patreon this week. Patreon.com forward slash Simon, th- uh, Simon Miller 316. Uh, there should be links in all descriptions regardless where you are watching or listening to this. If everyone could go throw a dollar in the hat, it would make things so much easier and hopefully allow me to do some plans i've got for the podcast going forward i will keep it uh we'll keep it like that for now uh hopefully you'll see some positive changes uh, as we go through the next few weeks but yes we'll leave it we'll leave it there and of course it's also available on youtube youtube.com forward slash uh, the middle report rules or just search for simon miller and find my stupid cartoon face that i will change eventually so people actually know that it's my youtube channel uh, if this is the first time you have listened to the podcast make sure you listen to what i'm now calling the flagship show just to rip off wwe that goes live every uh, tuesday now really about 1 p.m bst you can watch it live on youtube as well but also the second episode what i like to do is i like to get one of my patrons on to try and give something back and grow the community and today i'm very happy to say that my man mike all the way from america is on the line mike how are we doing today uh doing good just uh just woke up but i will uh endure <laughs> damn right man that's what it's all about it's 2019 there's no time to sleep there's too much wrestling to watch which is actually a good segue into this week my word i mean i don't know we'll find out in one second in fact you can tell me right now i don't know what promotions you're into mike but i imagine if you have quite the the range of of tastes and quite the mix i'd imagine you'd be like me this week and you can't quite believe how much there is to actually watch Yes, I, I've I, actually been very wrestling burned out lately. Just because yeah. we've we've had a pay per view or something big every weekend since like since uh, 
Double or nothing, I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty, money in the bank, really. We had money in the bank. We had double or nothing. Oh, then we yeah. had NXT TakeOver. I don't know whether you're into New Japan, but we had Best of the Super Juniors. And then we've got Dominion on Sunday, and there's Super Showdown. And two weeks after that, it's Stomping Grounds. It is a crazy, crazy time to be a wrestling fan. Dude, just run me through it quickly. What's your, you know, what's your wrestling of choice? What kind of promotions do you watch? As ever, no right, no wrong. It's a big rant I'm going to go on later. But yeah, just give me sort of the, the 101 on sort of how you get through a Monday to Saturday, or Sunday, I should say, as a wrestling fan um mostly wwe um uh since i live i actually live in orlando i actually go to most of the nxt shows amazing man. so i don't really watch it on tv because uh sometimes i do because a lot of the content doesn't translate to the crowd like uh i remember for war games um we went to the last two tapings. We didn't know what teams were in war games. Yeah, you can assume because they all <laughs> they're all coming out and fighting each other. You're like, okay, but there's never like an announcement like, hey, these teams are in war games or anything like that. So um, you pretty much just watch NXT for the backstage segments because I've seen all the matches unless they're like really good. Do do you? Uh, it's just a bit of a loaded question. I don't mean it this way, but as it's the thing that everybody talks about, are you of the ilk that you believe sort of the Triple H mentality from NXT should be copy and pasted to the main roster now? Um, whew, that's a rough one. Um, yes and no. Uh, all I want is like a continuity, I guess. I just want like I want a story to happen and I want it to finish, not change halfway through or do something like off the wall or do something so convoluted. You just can't follow it anymore. Yeah, no, that, that's my big, there's a, a wide video going up on what culture I think today. And I'm a positive wrestling fan. I think sometimes people forget, you know, when I get annoyed about something on a video, it is, it's a faux annoyance. Like I'm annoyed about it, but I'm not, actually annoyed about it because it's just wrestling <laughs> like you know i'm never actually gonna get properly enraged about it because i think that's ridiculous not that other people can't but the one thing that i have absolutely picked up on recently that i've had to you know go through and well just document for this video is the amount of continuity errors and things that just don't make sense especially if you're not a fan like us that reads everything that's going on sort of around wrestling you know, I, mean, yeah. I don't want to spoil it now, but, you know, the quick rundown top of my head was where, you know, Mojo Rawley comes and goes. We, you know, we know the backstage story, but Sasha Banks and Leah Rush, they just vanished. Uh, where the hell are the Raw Tag Team Champions? Where's the Viking Raiders? Um, what was another one that I couldn't believe as well? Oh, everything with Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross, that just went nowhere. Like, there's just so many things you can look at now and find an, em an empty gap. And this nicely segues into the thing I wanted to talk about today mostly. You know, the excuse that a lot of people are throwing at me, oh, but Simon, is because it's Super Showdown. And because it's Super Showdown, you know, they're just focusing on certain things. And I would take that if this had been, a, you know, a, a, an issue that we'd only seen over the last couple of weeks, maybe a month. But it's not. I mean, I think the whole Mojo Rawley situation, for example, has been going on since the beginning of the year. So let's talk about, let's talk about that as well. But let's talk about Super Showdown. Um, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, give, give me your opinions on it because the brand, the breaking news, I will say, and again, we don't know what's going to happen yet. Is that apparently Alexa Bliss and Natalia are on a plane going over to Saudi Arabia, and they're going to try and have a match on the show, or at least that seems to be the idea. Now, it's fair to say that there have been women athletes doing sporting events in Saudi Arabia before. Obviously, there are strict laws around that. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of get torn by this because. You know, as everybody has said in 2019, to have those kind of restrictions means baffling for me. But, yes. you know, I will take the argument, not necessarily agree with it, but I will take the argument that if WWE are able to do this, maybe it does help moving forward. I mean, 
I, my counterpoint to that would always be the first show, which was just a propaganda vehicle for Saudi Arabia, uh, which I think is what most people had a problem with, right? If WWE was taking money and putting on a show and not doing all of that, I don't necessarily think it would have conjured up the controversy it would have done. Talking about Greatest Royal Rumble here, not Crown Jewel, that's a mess all of its own. Uh, but yeah, dude, look, tell me your feelings on the show. Um, tell me how you feel about the fact that we may have a women's match on it here or there. Again, I just feel I'm almost embarrassed to say it. You know, oh, maybe we'll get a win. That doesn't sound like progress to me is my point. Like, And I, again, I know that loads of people will come and go, oh, it's different cultures and stuff. Yes, but that doesn't mean that morally it's not wrong. <laughs> like, you know, I think you could say, okay, different cultures, but also from a moral perspective, this doesn't feel very kosher, I guess would be my point. Yeah, it really is. That's the real problem with it. Because even if they have, you know, a women's match, I, I feel like it'd be more for like WWE trying to save face almost in a place where they shouldn't like really be, to be honest. Like it's it's just hard. It, it It's hard like because no opinion I could have on this is right or wrong because obviously like women should be allowed everywhere and that should obviously be the right way. But like, you know, I'm going to watch a show and I know people are going to hate me for that, but I just like wrestling. Like, well, yeah, on that's that, pretty much it. Yeah, on that note as well, because a lot of people say that I, I want to point out that you are allowed to watch with my opinion, my opinion, you are allowed to watch the show and not be considered a bad person because there are loads of people out there that would rather, when it came to their entertainment, decide they want to ignore the politics and again, you could someone else is more than allowed to say, well, I don't necessarily think that's you know, how we're going to change the world or whatever doing that. But with that said, on the flip side, it's also an option. You know, I will watch the show because it's my job. Um, and I, you know, would, would I watch it if it wasn't my job? Yes, I probably would out of intrigue. Uh, but I think the key is to make sure that while you're watching the show, you're still aware of the connotations around it. I think that's the, that's the most important thing. Um, but... It's it it, 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 I think that the issue I have with it is that every time we get to these pay-per-views, it seems like there's some kind of problem. So the Greatest Royal Rumble, it was their propaganda videos. It seemed a bit like, okay, this is uncomfortable. Obviously, Crown Jewel had everything with uh, Gashogi. I think that was his name. I always get it wrong. Yeah. And now, again, we're having another conversation about, oh, maybe women are going to wrestle on the show, which on one hand, you're like, is, okay, good, I guess, but also... It's 2019, why is that even a conversation? And then that ties into the women's revolution that WWE pushes, and that feels uncomfortable. And then also you've got things like Sami Zayn, a guy that's not allowed on the show because of his heritage. Um, you know, I, I find that very difficult to, to try and process because I put myself in that position. I'm, You know, me personally, uh, at least from a religious point of view, I'm very proud of my religion. And I'm very, I know this is a different thing, but I'm just, you know, trying to, put it in my own words for some for my employer to tell me oh by the way simon you can't go because of this i would struggle with that a lot it would it would it would bother me exactly like that's those those are my my biggest problems with the show and it it definitely is one of the biggest reasons like why i've slowly started coming down on the wwe train and started kind of branching out everywhere well, because of the, because of the Saudi shows, because they're they're it's it's just it's almost too much. <laughs> it, it's right like if WWE had the line of this is too far, they're riding that line with the Saudi shows. That's that's for my personal opinion. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I guess I think the real 
you know, first gut shot was when we, again, we had that first show and it was like a propaganda show. So you're like, okay, so you've paid WWE to promote your country. And I guess that would be fine if we didn't know what we do know, because you know, it, it, you could defend it as much as you want. Like I, I really do try and be as balanced as I can with these things. Cause if I'm allowed to have an opinion, somebody else is too. Like, you know, I think we always have to try and hear people out rather than just jump down people's throats. But it's, it, it's, you know, so when people say, oh, but Google are out there and Apple are out there, and I don't know if they are or aren't, but that's what people say. Yeah, but they're not running videos going, oh, this place is so great, this place is so wonderful. And then six months later, you've got all that controversy with the journalist who spoke out about the government. And I think the other thing, as you've, you know, as you've rightly picked up on, is that people don't want to have that. You, you, it's almost difficult because you want to watch the show because yeah. you're a WWE fan. And hey, look... look I want to see Goldberg versus Undertaker. We'll talk about the matches in a minute. I just always think you have to get this out of the way for the reasons we've already addressed. I want to see that match, even though it could be awful. I don't know, but I want to see it. And therefore, as a fan, I want to tune in. But it just sucks when sometimes you have to go, okay, I will tune in, but I've also got to deal with X, Y, and Z. And I don't really want to deal with X, Y, and Z because that's exactly the same as stuff I'm trying to escape from. I think I think the biggest thing I've ever heard from anyone is is pretty true. I just don't want politics in my wrestling. Yeah. Or any entertainment, unless I'm watching something that, like the West Wing, right? When I used to watch the West Wing, I was like, well, there's got to be some politics in it. It's about yeah. politics. Like, you can't, you can't expect not to get it in. So, um, yeah, I, I completely understand that. Okay, well, like I say, I've got no problem with anybody that watched the show. I've got no people that people that don't want to watch the show. But I always feel like we have to have that conversation. I think it's... Um, I think it kind of ties into historical events. You know, for example, I know this is a bit of a jump and I'm not comparing the two, but, you know, but things like, you know, fascism or the Holocaust or racism or whatever you want to call it. The reason it's important to always have the conversation is that way we don't forget and hopefully these things don't happen again. You know, that's why history is so important. Anyway, taking politics, throwing it to one side. Let's talk about Super Showdown. Uh, you know, the fact that it's called Super Showdown, the fact that it's an international event, the fact that it's happening in Jeddah and not Saudi Arabia, I think goes to show how aware WWE is of this situation. Uh, but what do you think of the card in general, man? I don't know whether you saw, but there has been a tag team match added to the pre-show as well, the Usos versus the Revival, uh, which doesn't surprise me. Because I actually think from a card point of view, while, you know, history and experience has told me that you don't really have to... You can't expect too much from these shows because you know the only thing that ever came out the other end was Shane McMahon being best of the world. We know how that went. Uh, they they do feel like glorified house shows. But with that said, contrary to that point, I do think there are some intriguing matches on this on the on this card, and a lot of it actually ties into what they've been doing on Raw, which I find quite fascinating. Yeah, because you know it's it's bigger than WrestleMania or as big or I I just don't I really honestly don't see it anything is like a glorified house show so you know a lot of the guys are going to go out there they're going to play the hits and they're going to have pretty much raw matches in saudi arabia so 13 year old me is ready for goldberg undertaker though that's it. that is it is kind of a bittersweet thing because i just i want to watch it and enjoy it but i also think it's just going to be a car crash what would you do though because i I genuinely think the the skit they did on SmackDown with Undertaker and Goldberg was great. Like, I really, really did. I thought it was, you know, the fact that they're clearly allowed to be themselves. And I know it's a whole other problem. We'll, we'll talk about another episode that, you know, why does nobody feel like Goldberg and The Undertaker these days? Again, it's a whole bag of worms. And it's bad. It's bad that they don't, but they don't. So let's just take that as fact for now. You know, WWE got me invested in it. I want to see it. 
But I don't really know how you get out of it because I don't want to see Goldberg come back and lose because people forget how protected Goldberg still is. Like in exactly. the you know when you actually think about matches he's lost, he lost to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 33. Uh, he lost to Kevin Nash, obviously, when he first lost. And I'm t- I know there are more than this, but these are the ones that stand out in my head. And, you know, that's kind of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, he, he didn't lose that much. That was the whole point of Goldberg. And then on the flip side, you don't want to see Undertaker lose much more because that's almost become a parody of itself too. You know, he lost to Roman Reigns and he lost to Brock Lesnar and he lost to whoever, the, the DX, the Triple H. You know, I know they were all schmozfest, but still, it counts. So, you know, if I come to you, uh, you know, Mike, and I give you the, the book, what do you do? Who? How do you get out of this? Especially knowing that you don't really want this match to go too long because you want the smoke and mirrors, which is fair. Again, a lot of people are really disparaging about that. Oh, it better not go longer than three minutes. Like, yeah, they are 50-year-old men. Like, you are allowed to give them a pass. Like, I don't like it when people jump down people's throats like that. It's like, yeah, they're, they're old dudes, but they're going to do their best. And let's book around that. Let's be smart. Let's pull Haim in it. Accentuate the strengths and, and hide the weaknesses. But yeah, what do you do? Who do you put over... Do you, do, you, do you screw the audience and not give them a winner? You know, do you kind of go with The Undertaker because it's unlikely Goldberg will be back for, what, a year, two years, if ever? You know, what, what would you like to see as a fan? But also, what do you think that WWE is going to do? Well, number one rule, because as we've been talking, I've literally been doing my predictions right here. Yes, nice. And while you were talking, I understood that I don't think The Undertaker will take a jackhammer. And that's my biggest reasoning. Like, like... Like Goldberg's not going to go over without doing a spear jackhammer, and I like all all credit to the guys. They've been wrestling for a very long time. I don't think Undertaker could pick up Goldberg for a tombstone. So uh, some wonky finish, I would expect. Maybe Undertaker just winning with a choke slam. Um, it's just hard to book these matches because you know all we've seen from the Undertaker is from the other Saudi Arabia shows and those are not good. So like I'm a little skeptical on how they try to smoke and mirrors us into something good, but as as long as it's 5 minutes or under, hopefully it should be fine. That's that's all I pray for. It goes any anywhere over 5 minutes and it's looking bad. I I I think it's one of those situations where they should just keep it short. Like, it doesn't have to go long. I don't think it's anything that people are overly desperate for. Um, it's just, it's, it's a real tough one. Because you almost want this at a show that's more important. Like, you you almost want this at WrestleMania. I mean, neither of them were on WrestleMania. Just so that you could have whatever the finish was feel more important. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't feel important. Um, and I, I think that that that's uh, well, it, it does feel important, but it's on a show that I don't I, I, I don't deem any importance in, and I think that's the that's the real um, that that's the real shame. I think I think it's because it's a show of kind of little importance that that's why one of them could take a pin. Yeah, I think you're right, right? Because it's yeah, you're right because we'll forget about it. Much like how the Undertaker. Lost to Triple H at Super, whatever the last one was, but we don't really remember it because those shows feel a little bit redundant. Yeah, because he lost. He Undertaker lost at the Australia show and at Crown Jewel. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he lost both. He lost both, but we don't talk about it now, right? We talk about everything else around it. Yeah. So yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Um, I will pick the Undertaker just because I think when it comes to WWE versus WCW. 
WWE will always win the WWE ring, right? Oh, exactly. Um, but I, I, honestly, I, I am, I'm excited about it. There's no point pretending otherwise. You know, for, for, for right or wrong, you can call me a fool. I, I'm quite excited about getting to see Goldberg versus The Undertaker. I just am. Right, let, 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 well, we'll start with a pre-show as well. Um, which, again, we have the, we have the Revival versus uh, the, the Usos. I mean, it's kind of just been put on there because you, you can, uh, I presume. Uh, do, you, do you care about this match? Do you have any want to see this match? Like, what's your... Uh, give me I'm take. sure it's going to be serviceable, but, like, am I super excited? No, I think, like, these are two of the teams that when the Revival came up, like, when they got called up, I was like, I can't wait for them to fight the Usos. And they have, and I didn't care. And it was just... <laughs> broke my heart and I get to this point where they're going to have a pay-per-view style match and I want to care. So my excitement is like, it's always on the edge when like you have one of those great matches that could be good, but you're like, I hope WWE just gives them some time. I think that's the biggest, the biggest hope watching any WWE pay-per-view now is you just look at it and go, that can be good if they get time. I think the other thing for me with this one is if I was the Usos or the Revival, do you know, do I, this sounds bad. I'm not saying they think like this. It's just my gut. Do I even have the impetus to have a good match? Do you know what I mean? On a show, on a pre-show, on a Saudi Arabia match. Exactly. You know, is, is, there, is there ever even a reason to sort of push the boat out there when really it's just there for shits and giggles is the truth? You know, I, I don't necessarily think that I, I would. I, I think I'd be like, meh, whatever. You know, I just go out there, have a match, do my thing, have some fun, a, a, and get through it. I know, I know you shouldn't think like that, but I certainly can understand why they would. You know, they're bumping all over the place all the time. Why not? You know, why not? I'm not saying have a night off. I'm sure they've got more professional pride than that, but you take my point, right? So, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I think... I mean, of course the Usos will win because the Usos signed a contract and the Revival didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what will happen. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll, go, I'll go Usos. Yeah, Usos, they're just right. I think I've got all but one baby face winning in this entire card. Really? Yes. Interesting. Well, that, that kind of stuff. Well, what about Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha House Pie? That, before, that before, is my one heel. <laughs> right, yeah. Before we get to it, what did you think of his promo on SmackDown? Because I thought it was bizarre. Oh, boy. So it was very NXT. I, uh, honestly, when I saw him do that promo, that was not a Vince promo. That was a very Triple H promo for him. Because I don't think most people remember this. Lars used to cut lengthy promos like that in NXT. You're right, it is very true. They were trying to put him over as like, uh, I'm a monster, but I, I'm really smart type deal yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah yeah i remember that yeah so like obviously it just made nonsense and talking about nightingale singing and who oh boy but <laughs> I, think, I think i think that was my issue it, it was what he was saying you know yeah. it, it just sounded absolutely ridiculous like it, I, I know it, i know what they were trying to do but nightingales and comparing yourself to a lion and yes. uh, the three blind mice poem it didn't work it, it, it just made me think he was a bit. So somebody, somebody there likes to use their nursery rhymes because I remember like a year ago, like Baron Corbin singing like "Itsy Bitsy Baller" or something, 
<laughs> I was just like, you don't need this. We don't like, I think that's my, my biggest problem with WWE as opposed to any other promotion is I don't like having my intelligence insulted. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like they do that constantly. Yes, and, they do. And I don't want to be the same way. I don't want to be negative. The reason I am negative is because I'm hoping for more positive to come from my negative. Absolutely. Like, and I, I've been negative recently. And as you'll be surprised to hear on the internet, if I'm too positive, I get yelled at for being too positive. And then when I'm negative, oh, you're not very positive anymore, Miller. I mean, you can't win. Uh, the, the, the point being is that you know, when I, again, like I said earlier, when I am negative, it's a faux negativity. I understand what I'm watching is bad. But again, I watch it and I, I'm going to continue to watch it in the hope that it gets better. And I do believe that it will. Again, people laugh at me when I say that. But if I didn't think that, why the hell am I keep watching? Then I'm the fool. I mean, I'm the fool otherwise. Yeah. H historically, something always happens that makes it better. Now, you know, we have, you know, the rise of Stone Cold Steve Austin. We have, you know, Mick, Mick Foley. Like, he was probably, you know, the greatest one of the greatest guys to get over of all time. Like he was never supposed to get over and he did because like fans saw him and that's how he did it. Like even recently, like Becky Lynch kind of spawned out of like negativity because, you know, they wanted to turn her heel and the fans were like, we don't want this. We're going to actively cheer for her until we get what we want. What do you think of the Becky Lynch character at the moment? At the moment, uh, I think it's very watered down from what it should have been. What would, I, you, what would I, you like to have seen them do? Because, and this is not a criticism. This is just a, a, an observation. You know, I've seen a lot, a lot of people uh, saying they don't, I don't like Becky Lynch doing the character. It's not gone the right way, which I, I agree with. But no one really says what they do want, and I, I'm intrigued what people actually do want to it. Honestly, I think she could have just doing what she did after SummerSlam, minus the "you people" promo, because. They didn't turn her heel for a very for a few weeks. She was trying to heal it up, and no one was having it. But it was like it was a very stone cold reaction. Like she would, you know, attack Charlotte, and the crowd would go nuts. And I think she just could have done that. Like you could have heelish tendencies and be a baby face. Like that they they've proven that to happen. It's just in this day and age, like I don't think they're willing to pull that trigger like all the way why do you think that is though because they used to so why why have they stopped now um i i whew, i wish i could tell you <laughs> i honestly do because like even in uh uh yesterday in a with a, the john moxley and juice robinson like moxley was clearly clearly the heel but the whole crowd were just going nuts for him. Now, I understand that's his first match in New Japan, but, like, you could just do that. And if you're you're smart enough, you're creative smart enough, anything, you can make it work. Like, if Becky Lynch was running around, you know, hitting Bailey with chairs, I'd love Becky. And I would never be like, oh, I think Becky Lynch is a heel. That's just Becky Lynch. She's just a loose cannon, and she likes to fight. Instead, though, I was trying to give a way to sum up her character. I think the problem is right now I don't know what her character is. We've kind of we've we've kind of entered that territory. Yep, I I feel like that's the big, the the a big problem with I mean, a lot of honestly a lot of wrestling. Like I don't even want to say WWE, just in general. And I think that's a lot of because social media has kind of 
not killed kayfabe, but kind of watered it down a lot. Yeah, because I, I mean, yeah. you you could say that about a million people. Like, what is Kenny Omega's character? He's just Kenny Omega. He's the best. It's not really a character. He's just really good wrestler. Like, that's I guess that's his character. I think. You know, establishing people as individuals, I think, is definitely something that is lacking in WWE uh, right now. And why, you know, maybe that's why that last Sullivan promo was at least a good attempt. I've always said before, I'd rather we try than we didn't try. So, fingers crossed yes. that it, it leads somewhere good. All right, so we're both on last Sullivan on that one. Uh, we'll, we'll get to those matches. There. Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon. Now, see, I think this is one of those ones where it's all it's, it's so easy to say, oh, Shane McMahon will lose and, and Roman Reigns will win. But after what happened last time, I don't think it's as easy as it, as it first seems. I will say that Roman Reigns will win. That would always be my prediction. But I would never put it past them otherwise. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's like it's the Cena era. You just never bet against Cena just based on odds. Like, yeah, he's going to lose every once in a while. But, you know, odds are 80 to 90% of the time he's going to win. And my, it's interesting. This bad it, it interests me because I did pick Roman, but still, like, you can't have the typical Roman Reigns match with Shane McMahon. You just can't have, you know, Shane McMahon have ninety percent of the offense and then uh, come back Superman punch spear. Roman wins. Like, Unless Drew McIntyre gets involved, of course. Yes. So I don't know. I. You know, you know something's going to happen. So we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, I picked Roman just because, you know, it's a big show. Roman Reigns is the big baby face. You know, I just don't see him taking a loss in a big, big arena right now. No, nope, I agree. I think it'd be a terrible idea as well. Finn Balor versus Andrade for the Intercontinental Championship. I would love to say, I think this would be a great match, but it's quite clear that nobody cares about it. So, um... Well, it's nice to say no one in WWE cares about it, given they got all of 47 seconds to get their stuff in uh, on SmackDown. Yes. I don't think we're changing any belts, apart from maybe potentially um, the, the Universal title, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll, I think Andrade, I think Finn will win, I think probably via DQ when Andrade hits him with something, and then we'll do the match properly at Stomping Grounds. I, I honestly think you'll just come out as the Demon... It's going to be WrestleMania. You just replace Andrade with Bobby Lashley. Demon comes out, maybe takes like two offensive moves, and then just will squash Andrade, and we'll just walk away and be happy. Yeah. It's and it's it's probably going to be you know it's it's probably going to be a filler match like somewhere in the middle of the card like right after a world title match, you know, the the. The, the bathroom break match, as they would call it. Yeah, which sucks. I mean, the, the, the thing that I've really enjoyed about AEW in New Japan is, is re-embracing this idea of how you build a card. And I'm not saying that I'm a great wrestling booker or promoter, but I certainly have come around to this idea. Well, I think I was there anyway, but I certainly do prefer the idea of the first match. It's not the worst match, but it's the least anticipated match. And then there's none of, there's no, I don't like peaks and troughs anymore. It could just be my age. It could be something, but I much prefer. So, you know, for example, on this card, just quickly, and I'm sure I'll miss some, but I would like, to, I would start with the Usos versus the Revival. And then I would have actually, you know, Lars Sullivan versus Lucha House Party. Then I'd do Roman Reigns versus um, Shane McMahon. Then I'd do Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. You could probably switch them around. But you know what I mean? I'd build it to interest, interest, interest. None of these ups and downs, ironically, but none of these ups and downs. I don't, um, 
Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like that anyway. I don't like it. I think WWE does it well. I just much prefer, like, I watched Best of the Super Juniors yesterday. And I don't want to turn this into a New Japan is better than WWE. It's not. I want the two to stay completely different from one another. Otherwise, what's the point? But, you know, that combined with Double or Nothing, I am personally a much bigger fan of, oh, we're just going to keep raising the stakes. I just think it makes it feel more like a sport. And obviously, we've talked about that um, uh, we've talked about that before. Um, same with, it's, it's kind of the same as Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Do you know what I mean? Like that, it almost falls into the same character of Finn Balor versus Andrade, which sucks because the belt on the line for that one. But we all know the problem with the Intercontinental Title. But you want Braun to win? I'm going to go cool. You want Bobby Lashley to win? I'm going to go cool. You know, I've made it quite well known in the past. I think Bobby Lashley is underutilized, but I don't spend too much time thinking about it because. I know that WWE won't give me what I want, as Batista would say. So I just go, well, I've got too much in my life to worry about it. I just, you know, I won't overly think it. Yeah, sadly, we are not going to get the, the you know, impact TNA Bobby Lashley that I loved. I When he went there, I thought he was just a monster. And when he actually came back to WWE, I was like, okay, like, let's see, let's see what we can do with, you know, Let's see, we can do this again with all this support and backing and, you know, you're not in ECW and, but it, I, it just pains me because they not only made me not care about Bobby Lashley over the past year, they've made me not care about Braun Strowman. Mm. And my biggest, I, uh, I was in like a 10 year absence from wrestling and probably one of the things that really got me back in was. Braun, was Braun Strowman because he was just, you know, throwing, you know, tipping ambulances and throwing chairs at Roman Reigns and I'm not finished with you. And it was one of the most exciting things about the show. And I was just like, OK, you know, I'll, I'll start watching again. What, what given that he's Braun Strowman and he's like the, the quintessential WWE character. Why, what do you think's happened? I mean, there's been plenty of rumors and speculation that maybe he, you know, said the wrong thing to the wrong person or he's, you know, fallen foul to that WWE political system that we've heard about, you know, time and time again. But, but taking that aside, or you could take it into it as well, but, you know, he, he doesn't feel the same as he did, say, a year and a half again. Well, why not, I guess, is my question. I, I He just, I think he just fell, he, he just you know, fell victim to the you're not Roman Reigns, so we're not going to push you. Yeah. Nah. And then when Roman was gone, he just lost all of his momentum by then. They have to go with, they had to go with like the only person with a slight semblance of momentum when while Roman was gone and that was set. Because to me, when I think back on it, it was at that Elimination Chamber match when they felt like their backs were against the corner and Braun Strowman destroyed everybody and took them out, but then Roman Reigns took him out to win the match. And I can understand what they were trying to do. But I was also like, this is not... You can't serve two masters in this regard. Like, if you wanted to make sure Braun got to that next level, you needed to, you know, draw a line under it there. But we didn't. And now here we are, sort of a year and a half, maybe even two years after that. I can't remember when that match was. And yeah, he does feel a little bit lost. Which is, I mean, he'll always be okay because he's like a six foot eight massive dude. And in WWE, that counts for a lot. And so it should, like... You know, everyone poo-poos this Vince McMahon idea of, oh, you know, I want my wrestlers to look, 
you know, it, uh, I want them to turn heads in airports. And yes, I don't want every wrestler to do that, but I absolutely do want at least one wrestler to do that. I like big dudes in my wrestling. You know, I don't ever want it to go too far in one direction because then you, we miss the variety and the diversity. And to me, the variety and the diversity is the best thing about it. However, with that said, Braun Strowman right now is not an interesting character to me. Yeah, he was. Like, it's it's so it's so outrageous because they were having him come out and, you know... I I think this only helped his character when he was like feuding with Elias and like ran out there and was like playing like the giant bass guitar, whatever that's called. I thought it was uh, any it was a show of character, and he really is like that. Honestly, like I I have had many drinks with the guy. He shows up to a karaoke bar I go to all the time, and him and Mandy Rose and Gun Drake Maverick always show up there. And they're just the most fun people I've ever hung out with. Like he is, uh, he's just a big giant teddy bear. But you know, obviously, in wrestling, I don't want to be a big giant teddy bear. I want to be a big giant teddy bear that'll smash your face in. So, <laughs> and and that's kind of what it was like. Like uh, mixed match challenge when he was with Alexa Bliss. Like that was amazing. Like you still got the, I'm a giant evil like not evil but i'm a giant monster but you know i have comedic timing and personality and you could incorporate all those things in there and that's definitely a vince mcmahon thing that that doesn't happen probably who wins braun Strowman or bobby lashley oh e- easily braun yeah i think you're probably right I think you're probably right. Um, let's do the 50-man battle royal. I mean, dude, say whatever you want. Who the flip knows who's even in it? I'll pick The Miz, just because The Miz is, the, as far as I'm aware, the biggest star. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, for me, it comes down to two. Uh, I, I agree with you on The Miz. I, I just think he's the best name in there. I don't know if Ali is in the battle royal. I haven't looked at any announced names. I just kind of pulled out of the hat and agreed with the Miz. Yeah, but, uh, do you do you know who else is in it? I've got no idea. No, I have no idea. I would just assume anyone else on the roster, not in the card, not named John Cena, Dan O'Brien, Sami Zayn, or Kevin Owens. Yeah, they won't be there. So, indeed, agreed. Um, let's do Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler because I think that's quite easy as well for the WWE Championship. I mean, Ziggler's clearly been brought back in because Kevin Owens isn't going. So they're just going to do a match. I think it's been fine. Uh, but at the same time, I, again, I, I, I'm not overly invested in this. I pick Kofi Kingston. Yeah, same. There's not really much to talk about here, except I just found out Dolph was a Raw guy. Oh, dude, who even knows, man? Does it even mean anything so, anymore? Like, I, I try. That's why I stopped doing the wildcard <laughs> stuff on uh, ups and downs, because I just don't know. And WWE doesn't know. So it's like, well, I'm not wasting my time. It's just not worth it. But yeah, <laughs> I just... It was a vehicle for Roman Reigns, and they just should have just been like they like to make another Cena comparison because you know he he is the guy. Like as much as everyone wants to say he isn't, like he's Vince's guy. You know when Cena came back, they just they had the brand split, but they're like, oh, he's a he's a uh, what do they call him? Free agent or something. Just do that for Roman Reigns. Then you could have never had a wild card to begin with. Well, that, that, because that, the that, only that. reason they made it was so that Roman could switch brands. Yeah, that's my big problem with it. At least don't call it a wild card. Because a wild card is not... It has to have some kind of unpredictability to it. It's not the same people week in, week out. That's the thing that, that, that drives me nuts. 
It's just a crazy, 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 crazy thing to do. Uh, yes, I think Kobe Kingston wins um, and hopefully goes into, uh, you know, the Kevin Owens feud I didn't think really worked. I think we need, a, we need a big feud. I think we get Randy Orton in there. That's what I like to see. Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston and really sort of double down on Randy Orton being the heel and, and Kofi being the face, really push that hard. Yeah, that's uh, Kofi's an interesting story because, like, he made it there and you want to keep him strong, but, like, I don't know who he faces next. I'm, I'm excited to see if they can keep it up. You know, because I'm very invested in that whole story with Kofi. So it's, it's amazing. Let's do Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. Because this is the only place I can see where there, that you could, be, you know, I, I said this on the show the other day, and some people text me, uh, message me saying, Miller, you've got to be crazy. However, I can certainly see a situation where we do get a universal title change. And maybe it's something where Baron Corbin beats Seth Rollins because, um, you know, Seth Rollins has been so beaten up by Brock Lesnar on Raw. Baron Corbin takes advantage. Then Brock Lesnar comes out and, and beats Baron Corbin with the money in the bank. Now, those people put their hands up in the air. Simon, you can't be serious. We can't take the belt off Seth. And I'm like, well, I, I like Seth Rollins as universal champion. And I think there's far more legs in it. But by the same token, it, you know, it, it, has, it, has it sparked anything? Like, you know, has, has it changed? We're all pleased. The people that watch the show week in, week out. But it hasn't really resonated with anybody else, right? Like that's the, the, that that's the big thing. And if you work for WWE, are you really going to feel like we can't do that? I don't think you would. I think from a business standpoint, right now, you could go, well, it's not going to make much difference, and you'd be right. Which is another problem when it comes to the titles. So, you know, do I think they'll do that in, in our Saudi Arabia show? My gut says no, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And that's what I mean about earlier when I say credit to WWE. While I think the tease of the the Money in the Bank three weeks in a row, in a row was ridiculous. You have managed to make me intrigued about what you're going to do. So it can't have been a complete bust of a story. And I'm sure I'll get to it now and Seth Rollins will just win and Brock Lesnar won't cash in and then I roll my eyes. However, as we sit here 24 hours beforehand, again, I, I, I couldn't say with any degree of certainty. Yeah, I just, I, I want, I don't, I don't even know what I, like, I, I, I think announcing the cash in just is a little too obvious almost. And I think we're going to get a swerve and I think it might be on Kofi. Like I've, I've heard that rumor from a few other people like, Oh, Lesnar's going to pretend he's going to cash in on Seth, run in cash in on Kofi. And then Fox gets, you know, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, that's what it's all been done for, isn't it? And I don't mind Brock Lesnar being on my TV. I will say this in defense of Brock Lesnar. Isn't it more fun when he turns up every single week? He feels like, oh, a, he feels like a star, right? He feels like a big deal. Yeah, the last three weeks he's been on TV, I have had no problem with Brock Lesnar. I'd be like, wow, he's showing up. You know, WWE is probably emptying their pockets for that. But it's it's good to have because he is he is the closest thing to a superstar, a real like megastar that WWE has. Absolutely, which is why, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see Undertaker and, and Goldberg fit into that uh, that category too. So who, who are you going to go with that? I mean, I, I, will, I, I will stick to task and say that, you know, Seth Rollins will just win. Because I just deep down, I just do not believe they're going to do anything big on these shows. Because I think it would just, I just think it will highlight, it will put too much of a, a spotlight on it. And I think that's the, the last thing WWE wants to do. They just want to get their money and get out of there. Um, but I would say that I'm not completely, I wouldn't be completely surprised if there wasn't a swerve. But I will say that, yeah, it's all, it's all hunky-dory. Yeah, I just I just got to go with Seth. Like I think the injury angle was just 
to help Baron maybe get some offense in. You know, if we have a cash in and it plays into it, like, like I'll clap my hands, you know, say good job, WWE. You actually followed through with the story. <laughs> what do you think about Baron Corbin? I don't hate him as much as some people do. I think he's overused, and I don't think WWE is using him to the right um, uh, in the right way. But I certainly don't hate him. I don't. I don't hate him, but I just think his character is just very boring, and his wrestling matches are very boring and are not interesting. And he has like two of the best moves in WWE, like Deep Six. And uh, end of days are like the two best moves. Yeah, I'll do it. It hits the well as well. Between there is just very sad, almost. I I couldn't even begin to tell you. Um, I mean, normally I'd say stick him in a stable, but don't have him be the leader of it. Like when he was with the like against the Shield, don't have him be the general manager. I didn't even mind him in the general manager role. Like I thought that was kind of exactly where you wanted to be because like bad GM, go away. He's fine. He can be a smarmy jerk at like it was it was perfect for him. But now we don't have that. So. If they had done that with him less sparingly, I guess that's the best they could have used him. But now I just I uh, don't know the hands in the air. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, I just think I, I preferred his older character. I like the lone wolf and everything like that. I thought it was. Um, yeah, I just I just I don't know. I just I, there was something to it. I liked his whole, you know, screw the indie thing as well. I thought there was something in, in, in all of those things that we never really followed through on. Oh, yeah, I. I, I missed. I missed. Uh, I just started watching NXT when he had just came out, so I had missed his whole everything. So I think when I started rewatching, I was just like, "Who's this guy?" You know, he looks like a Vince guy, and I don't know. He just he just never did it for me. And there, I know there's certain wrestlers that are really good that just you know don't connect with people or something like that. You know, he's one of those guys for me. Yeah, no, I I, I just think there's. Um... There's tweaking to do there. I still believe there's potential, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Right, we've done Goldberg versus The Undertaker. So it's just Triple H versus Randy Orton. I was, I was surprised to see a lot of people had a problem with, with, with the promo they did on Raw. I thought, it was, I thought it was fine. Like, okay, it was a bit laughy and nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but I, I'm not totally adverse to that. Uh, you know, some people thought it was like they were just laughing at pro wrestling. I was like, really? I, I didn't take it that way at all. Um, I just thought, I, I just didn't, I don't know, maybe I'm too... Uh, maybe I'm. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I, I was very surprised to see that, though. I thought I thought it was one of the best promos I'd seen in weeks. Yeah, I agree. It was. It was short. It was simple. I don't like you. I don't like you. I'm gonna make fun of you. I'm gonna, you know, retort back. Let's go have a match. You know, it's very simple. Like simple. Simplest is the easiest way. You know, they had little to no build. Besides, like things that happened twenty years ago that I'm sure they'd both forgotten about, and just, hey, we're gonna fight. Okay, I'm gonna make fun of you. Let's go fight. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the line. I quite enjoyed their, you know, like catty, catty back and forth. You know, I, I, I thought it made it quite entertaining, but it yeah. makes it seem less scripted. It does, yeah. And I, I think you can laugh at someone and not come across as. Like, you're not taking things seriously. I just think, and no one's going to agree with me, I just think there is a, uh, 
uh, screw WWE regardless. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, we're going to hate everything that they're going to do. And you're allowed to do that. I'm not saying there's anything against it, but I think sometimes it goes a bit too far. I thought that was fine. Uh, do I want to see Triple H versus Randy Orton? Absolutely not. Uh, like, I really don't. I, I've seen it so many times in my life. Um, especially, I don't want to main event either. If it's somewhere in the middle of the card, I'd be like, okay, like I say, these shows are, uh, are weird anyway. But... Um, yeah, like it's, uh, it, I, I just think the build's been weird, all those long videos. It kind of felt like it just infected my TV a little bit too much. But hey-ho, hopefully they'll just have a short brawl and it'll be fine. Hopefully, yeah. Who, do, who have you got there? I think it's another one that's hard to call. Because um, really, really, it should be, I, I think Randy Orton should win. I think Randy Orton should win and go on to a world title program. Like I say, I, I absolutely think that. Yeah, this, I think this, you, you might be right. This It makes sense it would I don't. I don't think this show might have any continuity. But if it does, you know, maybe you could use, you know, hey, I beat Triple H, Kofi. You know, maybe that catapults him up there to, you know, going after Kofi or something like that. But general wrestling rule, like Randy Orton sticking around, he should win. Yeah, but don't forget um, he's fighting though. Granted, I, I, I granted, love Triple H, but he never loses. <laughs> I love Triple H. Triple H probably my favorite heel of all time. Yeah, I do. He's I do. one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites, and I get grief for it all the time, but I don't care. Like, like, say what you will about, like, what was it called? The Reign of Terror or whatever. I don't, what, who else were you going to put in that spot? You know, you had, you had to take the best heel of the company. It was one of the best workers. That was Triple H. Yeah. No, I, I, look, there was a time, and people forget, as we always do, but there was a time when he was one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, that, that that wasn't by fluke. It's just a real thing that happened. So, you know, it, it's important to remember that. And that's it. That's that's the card. Who have you got? Who are you picking? I, I'm going Triple H because, again, he never loses. Oh, uh, Orton. Are you going Orton? Okay, there you go, dude. I like it. We got The last the last minute we uh, we switched up. Um, so, yeah, that's Super Showdown going down tomorrow at some point. There'll be an ups and downs for those people that are asking. And there'll be an ups and downs for Dominion as well. Quick quick uh, thing on that before we... Actually, I'll check there's no wrestling news that's dropped. A quick note on that. Are you watching Dominion? Are you excited for Dominion? Have you seen John Moxie's debut in New Japan? Yes. Uh, I actually just looked it up while we've been talking, and they actually have the car- the entire Dominion card was already up. They and do. And I was I was reading it over. And, uh, the one thing I love about New Japan is they announce how the card is going to be the entire night. Yeah, they give you the rundown, don't they? Yep. And uh, John Moxley is in the opener. He is. He is. I mean, I run it down for you now. It's John Moxley versus Shota Amuno, who, of course, or Shota, I should say, who is obviously a, a young, uh, young lion, a young boy, whatever you call it. Uh, it's Kojima versus Tagaki. It's uh, Jushin Tindalaga and Yoshihashi versus Suzuki Gun, uh, Suzuki and Zack Zaber Jr. See that that must have been announced in the last twenty four hours, right? Because I watched Best of the Super Juniors and I saw Liger and uh, Suzuki going out. I thought, oh, I wonder if they're going to do that match. And I looked it up and I couldn't find anything, so that must have just been announced. Um, it's Takuchi Japan versus Bullet Club. That be good. Uh, Taichi versus Ishii, be ridiculous. Grizz of Destiny, my friend Tamatonga uh, versus Evil and Sonata. Dragon Lee versus Will Ospreay for the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship. Abushi versus Naito for the IC Championship. And Akada versus Chris Jericho for the World Heavyweight Championship. That's quite a good card. Um, I'm super excited. The only thing I'm not excited about is being up at 3 a.m. Yeah. So yeah. I might watch in the morning with my breakfast. I, I, I tend to do that with a lot of the uh, international shows. What what time is Super Showdown over there? I just know it's like six PM um, over here. I think it's two PM here. Okay, so in the middle. Of the, are you gonna get to watch it live, or you have to wait till you come home or something? Uh no, I'm I, I actually just gonna uh, watch it live and then uh, 
go to work from there. It's actually super nice having it in the middle of the day. It's like it's like I can actually use the rest of my day to think about what I just watched. Yeah, no, I like it, dude. I like it. Well, look, I hope you have a good resting weekend. You got Super Showdown, uh, well, today when this goes live, and then Dominion in a, a couple of days uh, on Sunday. And yeah, we will we will just see. You know, we'll, we will see what happens. I'm quite excited for the for the evolution of John Moxley. I will say this: I think that he has become the hottest thing in the wrestling world, and sometimes that doesn't just happen by accident. Usually, it's a question of timing and a little bit of luck. But I think he may serve as some kind of catalyst for whatever change we're about to experience yes i'm i'm so happy i'm i'm glad that he's showing other people that wwe is not the end-all be-all like it's 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 time for wrestling to have its boom and it does not involve wwe no but i think it will i think everything else will boom and wwe will eventually pick back up i truly believe that at least i hope i hope i i hope so too because i the competition breeds other competition so like it's it'd be it'd be really really fun to watch like everyone who we hope you know all these people that oh i hope this person gets time and i hope this person gets promo time and they have to compete they they give them those chances like i hope one day ec3 can get out a full sentence (laughs) dude i I wouldn't hold your breath Uh, i wouldn't hold your breath it it doesn't look like uh, that has gone particularly uh particularly well poor ec3 some people you just expect more of and wwe uh, wwe doesn't deliver but hey ho, we will see like i said we've got loads of wrestling coming up we've got raw and smackdown next week we'll see what we do there as we build the stomping grounds and if there is actually any fallout from super showdown which goes uh, which goes down later but uh, mike, i want to thank you so much for your time uh, mike thank you for coming on Oh, thank you so much. It's genuinely an honor to have this conversation. Oh, no, it's been great, dude. I appreciate it. You're you're a very polite man as well. I'll never uh, never get bored of that. And again, thank you so much to you uh, for your patronage and everybody else that does support on the Patreon. We get new people every day. And like I say, with some of the... the, I promise you, they're positive changes. I wouldn't be able to do that. So if you can help, please do at patreon.com forward slash summer 316 or if you don't want to part with any cash just give me a subscribe on youtube youtube.com forward slash the mirror report rules or just search for simon miller you'll find my cartoon face which i will change eventually give me a, a follow on instagram and twitter at simon 316 or you can just buy some merch simonmiller.bigcartel.com that ties into my wrestling career uh, which i'll have more information about too as and when i get new announcements for matches uh, right that's it we're gonna go there may be another episode this week there may not we'll see how it all rolls on but just thanks so much. If you're on iTunes right now as well, give us five stars. As I've learned recently, the more five stars rating they get, the, 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 we got the, the chart, which makes no sense. I thought the chart would be about listens, but iTunes, man, do whatever you want. Well, iTunes is dying. Do it in your podcast app. We know about that. Anyway, enjoy Super Showdown. Enjoy Dominion if that's your thing. And I will talk to you all again very soon. Yeah.